1: This week on the Just Press Play pod, we have the game back together. Well, minus one. LJ's not here, but we do get a special recording sent in from him and Hannah as they are honeymooning over in Hawaii and Colorado all week. But me and Pops joined to talk some best and worst, the Hogs disappointing into the College World Series, and then we get into some NBA with a special guest. So, truth, hit the beat.
2: My God, Woodrow, don't I look ready?
1: <laughs> All right, here we are. We're back. It's been a while, Pops. We haven't, we haven't been on the airwaves in a little while for for a little housekeeping notes to let people know what happened last week. We uh, LJ got married. Him and, yes, him he and did. The, <laughs> Hannah, the voice that you hear at the beginning, she's been on a podcast. If you go back and listen to it, it's a really good one. But Hannah and LJ got married last weekend in Chicago, and now they are on their honeymoon. They started out in Hawaii and then went to Denver. We're gonna get a little check in from then them here in a little bit, but uh,
2: yeah, a lot a lot's happened in the in the Lutheringer family. had huh, that? <laughs> a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks. Yes, we'll get into some of that uh, as we go. I'm sure. But uh, yes. we will,
1: we will. I just wanted to let I, we, we we we're gonna to try to record when we were all in Chicago, but there's as you can probably expect, there's a lot of stuff going on for LJ with his wedding coming, and so we never had that- time. Plus, we it wanted to precedent. really enjoy our vacation, so and it was it was a great great weekend. The wedding was phenomenal. I mean, it was it was fun.
2: It was. It was one of the best uh, events I've ever attended. No doubt about it.
1: And so, with with that being said, I want to go. There, a lots a lots happened. I mean, the NBA free agency started, and actually, it's been more entertaining than the finals was because the finals is just boring. And was, the NBA, yeah. the NBA does seem to have they've mastered that. They're relevant all the time, like the season's over, and they still are the top of every sports show.
2: I know I've read some stuff I definitely want to talk to you about that has kind of blown my mind a little bit, and it's more I mean, than the n b a free agency, but the draft too i mean i'm I'm excited about n b a
1: yeah we haven't even got to talk about, so as I don't know if everyone knows, but I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this know that you and you're a Mavs fan, but I'm an avid Mavs fan, and we were sitting there in the car when the draft was going on, and i was I told you before I was like. I'm hearing some stuff about Dallas maybe trading up for Doncic, who, if you remember, a few podcasts before, Dad mentioned that that's he loves Doncic and he thinks it'd be yes. silly for Phoenix to go. They, he thought you thought they should go. He should
2: go number one overall. I think arguably he was the number one pick overall. Yeah, it's hard to have argued against Aiton. I mean, DeAndre Aiton is is an amazing player. Uh, it it wasn't the same as Durant and uh, Greg Oden. Greg Oden. It wasn't that. Distinct to me, but I thought Doncic was the guy, and, and so who got him? Who got him, kid? And
1: so we're sitting in the car, and I tell Dad the Mavs might trade up and get Doncic, and sure enough, the Mavs trade up, uh, the Kings pass up on him, which we'll have a we have a fun guest coming on here in a little bit, a, a Kings fan, and we're gonna talk about what what he had to, what he thought about the Kings going badly over Doncic, but we'll get all into that in a minute. But just know that we, me and pops, were pretty pumped to see Doncic go to Dallas. Absolutely.
2: But, yeah, absolutely.
1: With, with that, I'll, let's go ahead and jump into the best and worst of the week. Do you, what's your best of the week, Dad?
2: Well, I mean, I have two best. I'm sorry. That's just the way oh, it is. Well, of course it does. You know, um, hey, at least well, that,
1: that means it's been a good week, though. So go for it. It's been a good
2: week. Yes. My very first best is LJ and Hannah's wedding. It, like you said, it was an amazing event. Saw a lot of people I hadn't got to see in a while. It was so good to see so much of the family. And I thought that I don't want to bore all our listeners with it, but it was an amazing thing. If you missed it, I'm sorry. It was really cool. It was the first um, wedding
1: of the kids and so it was the first yes. I mean, well, of of your kids of our immediate family and it it was it was awesome. It was really cool. It was
2: awesome. The way they did it, you know, in a theater, it it was just it was so cool. So that that's my first best and my second best is that my alma mater, University of Arkansas was in the College World Series and I will be damned, they they <laughs> I don't, I mean they anyway, they were that's Speechless. the best. can not even, were, they, he can't even I, form
3: a well, sentence.
2: Yeah. Anyway, so that was that was uh, second best uh, by far to LJ and Hannah's wedding. But that so
1: so nice. the the most best was LJ and Hannah's wedding. But then <laughs> the most best the most bestest <laughs> was
2: the wedding. That's right.
1: Um, my best of the week would have to be. I, I saw this thing so the other day, uh, you probably won't know who he is, Dad. A guy named Alan Crabb who plays for the Brooklyn Nets. Do you remember back in 2016 when? Uh, in the NBA, the cap went way up and all these guys were getting just tons of money. And you yes. saw these role players who were kind of young, but still they probably didn't deserve it, get just 70 and 80 million dollars. And it was, it yeah. was nuts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, Allen Crabb's one of those guys. He's good, but he he had like when he was 23 and back in 2016, he averaged 10 points and four rebounds shooting 40% from three. And he's a long wing. Like, you know, the game loves wings right now. And he cashed out. He got paid a four-year, like seventy-five million-dollar contract. And oh. a lot of people made fun of it. But what was really cool is this past weekend, his old high school, the Frederick Casey Price Christian School. It's it's actually his grandfather helped uh, found it. But it was getting it was about to have to shut down because they didn't have enough money and they were looking for donations and couldn't get. What's anything. this guy's name? Tell me the guy's name. Alan Crab. Okay, all right. And and he put down a substantial six-figure check that is going to allow the school to stay open for at least the next decade. So, I mean, it's just it was super cool to see a guy. We made fun of all the money, these NBA players. But I, I think if you really dig deep, there's a lot of these athletes doing really, really cool things. I know Durant does a lot of things for public schools, even back in Oklahoma City still. And LeBron has his uh, has like a scholarship set up to get kids to college. I mean, these NBA players do a lot of cool things with their money. And I
2: just – when I saw that Alan Crabb thing, I thought that was really cool that – you know, that reminds me of uh, what's the saying to who much is given much is required. And, and so shout out to these guys, they don't have to do this, but yeah. I do think there's some obligation to give back. And I'm proud to see these people that have been given so much are giving some back. That's cool.
1: Well, and it just in, in general, in, uh, athletics like in pro sports we we often hear more about the bad stuff that goes on like when someone does something wrong like with what's going on with Jameis winston if you've heard any of that just
2: yeah in general you
1: hear you hear more about the negative and there's and and we go these guys get paid millions of dollars to play a sport and blah 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 but there's a lot of guys and and women out there that do really really cool things and i just want to shine a little light on alan crab because it kind of went under the radar and it, it was a cool deal good deal so with that being said, Dad, do you have? Let, let's go to your worst. It might have something to do with one of your one of your best. I don't know. Uh,
2: yeah. Well, it, both have to do with my best. I have two worst, and they both have to do. With <laughs> you have my two best. worst too. Yes. Okay. So I want to. I mean, I, <laughs> well, since dude, we since we weren't on last week, you had to you had to uh, double. We up, weren't huh? on last week, and I'm kind of into symmetry. You know, two best, two worst. I mean, I'm, I want to keep everything <laughs> equal. So <laughs> all right, okay. So one of my worst, my first worst, was driving to lj and hannah's wedding yes okay Okay. i'm glad you brought it up and and so i'm gonna get into this just a little bit uh sorry listeners bear with me but it's 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 (laughs) crazy so we're driving and my sister calls me christy cool aunt christy's behind me with you by the way you're in the car with her yeah and she calls i was napping i woke up to her calling you're napping she calls me go Um, my check, uh, check my tire light just came on. What should I, you know, are you, what do we do? And I said, I think we're cool. We'll just stop at the next fuel station and we'll check the air, blah, blah, blah. And about as soon as I hang up, I look back and she's pulling over to the side of the road and I see something (laughs) black kind of rolling. I don't know what all that is. Anyway, we happen to be at a place where we can't turn around for like three miles. You know, it's just one of... (laughs) It seemed like it took y'all forever to get back. In the middle of nowhere and there was no even like median crossing. Just couldn't get... Anyway, (laughs) finally get back around. I mean, you and Christy had a blowout par i mean just an amazing there was no tire yeah. left that the rim was all that was left
1: so just to give you a little perspective of from inside the car <laughs> i'm sitting there like like we said i was napping and christy called you and i woke up to christy saying hey my tire pressure monitor thing went off right. it doesn't seem serious but we probably should do something right. and you're like, yeah we'll stop and check it and then as as you had said as soon as she pressed the end button we hear like we feel a bump it wasn't even that crazy of a bump and i look in my rearview mirror and it looks as if the whole tire is rolling behind us like i see a tire rolling and so we pull over completely blown i mean <laughs> the tire's gone it's just a ri- like christy said what,
2: what's back there i said nothing it's, it's a rim that's <laughs> all that's there. back here so but all right i don't want to go too long on this but anyway we do we put on the spare we get it changed. Uh, we stop at a place and we only get a used tire, but it was a pretty decent used tire. Anyway, get back on the road. And about the time we get on the road, the bottom falls out of the sky. Oh, I mean, a monsoon hits and mon we drop through it. Freaking soon <laughs> hits and doesn't let up until Chicago at about two in the morning. I mean, this was still daylight. We were in the Osho, Missouri, getting the tire fixed. And I mean, we drove in buckets of rain. I'm telling
1: you, it was, we went 35 through rain for about two and a half for a hours. Long and for time. the two and a half hours, we weren't going 35. We were up going speed limit, but it was still pouring ass rain. And well, you know, time. at that
2: time, too, I think it was all us guys riding together and Christy and Tammy in the car behind us. And it was raining so hard, we couldn't tell if they were still behind us. And we would get nervous, and we'd have to call them like every few minutes. It's that, y'all. Put your every, put your flashers on. Let me know that, y'all. <laughs> it was just, oh, man. So not only is a 10-hour road trip not all – I like road trips, I do, actually. too. I think I they're too. kind of fun.
1: I don't want to do them all the time. It can get old, but I like a good road trip. But – a ten-hour road trip when you go a blown tire in the first hour and a half, and, and a monsoon in the next eight hours. Then, I
2: mean, okay, but well that's just one of. My we did words. get to
1: Chicago, and yep. Chicago was awesome. Chicago was awesome. Go, go to your, That was your first worst. Yes. So let's hear the next. And and, one.
2: and as the as the first worst was uh, related to the first best, the second worst will also be related to the second best. In because you're into symmetry. I'm into symmetry, and. <laughs> The, okay, I mentioned that. Did I mention that the Razorbacks were in the College World Series final? I think I heard you say okay. that, yeah. I, thought, yeah, yeah. I, I think I heard I that. I think I mentioned that on one of the best. So, game two, it's two outs. Uh, Oregon State pops up. It's behind right uh, first base. Wait wait, wait,
1: wait, wait, Game two, two outs, top of the ninth. Top I of mean, the ninth. the Hogs
2: are up. This is it's it. It's over. This The game, he, we catch this ball. It's over. <laughs> we're World well world champs we're college world series national champs there's no team i like better than the university of arkansas i might even get into that but anyway and we don't catch the ball let's just leave it at that three guys
1: three guys are around it and no one
2: catches And no one catches the ball and i can't then i'm in a fog some hell i can't (laughs) remember they get a base hit somebody else comes up knocks a home run we get up it's three up three down Game over. I can't sleep all night long. I mean, I'm serious. All night, I'm replaying that in my head. I can only imagine what Shaddy and Carson and, Shaddy and, and some and of the other Gates guys, and, Gates, yeah. yeah, Jackson. Anyway, Dave Van Horn. <laughs> Dave Van Horn, bless his heart. And we'll get into some of that because, but that was my worst. It's like we were that close to being College World Series and NCAA just, champs.
1: For those of you who don't know, and we'll get into it further, but was if that wasn't bad enough, that wasn't it. We still had another shot. That would have sealed it because it was the best of three, and we won game one. So that would have sealed it. But it's all good. Gather your bearings, and game three was the
2: next day. Have okay, Isaiah Campbell, going. he's solid, you know. Go ahead. The yeah.
1: Razorbacks ran up against a guy making a historic performance, and needless to say, the Hogs have still never won a national championship in baseball. Yeah, so. so. But – did you see? Let's 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 shine a little light on Arkansas. Did you see who won the national championship for cornhole? University of Arkansas. It was on ESPN <laughs> no. yesterday. Swear, I'm not making this up. Oh my my! Oh hell yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so we got something to look at. But <laughs>
2: okay, we you went mean in some, bago game, yeah, right? Bag- yeah. Well, I okay. Just, I, is, it, is it bago or is it cornhole? I still don't like that name. Is it bago or is it I, cornhole? I, is it cornhole? You know, obviously, it's trivial. That's what Arizona. everybody calls it. It's what everybody calls it. I would prefer it be called something different. I just don't like that name, but whatever. So, my worst, Dad, I don't know if you if you caught this,
1: but Toys R Us closed down 100% this week.
2: I did catch it's, it's, that.
1: It, I, I can't tell you the last time I've been in the Toys R Us, but there's some good memories in a Toys R Us. I'm telling you, when I was – I don't I remember, like, I would go in with Mom one time and – one time specifically and you know my memory could be a little shady but could be we went in we went in and mom was like you get to pick one toy and and that's part of the fun was you go and you just look and you get to look at 20 toys she would let me it was kind of like i like she was like watching me so i went with her while she shopped and then we got to go to toys rs and she just let me just peruse and peruse and peruse and finally, I get to pick one. Just one. But I just remember that was so much fun. I, I guess that's what women, have when they go shopping, yeah. why they can have fun. Because I had such a blast just looking at all the possible
2: toys. Well, yeah. And then I even... It, well, I was going to say, ahead. it's like, I'm not into shopping like for that. But like take me to an athletic shoe store. Dude, I could spend some time up in Boy, an athletic shoe store. And some <laughs> money. And, <laughs> and some and money. some money, dude. Yeah. <laughs> There, if it's shopping in something I really like, I can do it. Like you at Toys R Us, at probably what five years old. I don't know. I remember. So I do remember my. Uh, we went to Toys R Us. Me and
1: Mom did when Blitz two thousand one came out in N sixty four. And we had to go get some Blitz so we could play me, you, and LJ. And I think Bob would come over and play with us oh, some yeah. Blitz. Yeah. I know we play. I know I played a lot more Madden with Bob, but I believe Bob came over and played some Blitz with us, too, and <laughs> hey, beat my
2: used, ass. You used to pout up, too. When Bob would beat, beat your ass, you'd pout up bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. But,
1: so we went to Toys R Us, and we went to go get Blitz, and they didn't have it. And I was heartbroken, and Mom went to the cashier and was like, is there any way you have any Blitz 2001 available? And the guy went back to the back, and they had one left. We bought it, came back and played it, and you let us hook up the N64 to the to living room TV. TV. Yeah, yep, and the big TV, and we just me you and LJ played for hours. So, but so my worst is not only is it closing, but there's a picture, and I'll post it in our show notes. But there's a picture of Jeffrey the giraffe, who's the mascot of Toys R Us. And it's just him in an empty store with empty shelves, oh. and it's all closed, and he's got a suitcase, and it says Jeffrey Giraffe is packed up for his final day. And then there's even a sign that they made that says, I guess everyone has grown up. There's no more towards us, kids.
2: And it was like, oh, Lee, the, the heartstrings, you're pulling them. They should have done that before they closed. Said, come back. He's lonely or something. Man. And then...
1: And then Toys R Us, they uh, sent out a promise, or they sent out a statement that they made a a heartfelt farewell, and I'll read a little bit of it to you. It says, thanks to each each of you who shared your amazing journey to and through parenthood with us, and to every grandparent, aunt, uncle, brother, and sister who's built a couch, cushion, rocket ship, made up a hero adventure, or invented something gooey. Promise us just one thing. Don't ever grow up. Play on. Golly, I'm talking about... Yeah. they're really hitting me
2: in my feels. Man. Now and, I'm even more sad about it. Yeah.
1: And the worst part is, I always had a dream that one day I was going to get to be I was going to get picked to be one of those person one of those people that gets the shopping cart or the buggy and has 10 minutes and you just put as much as you can fill in the buggy <laughs> and just run around and fill as much as you can. I always in the back of my mind I had that dream that maybe one day it'll happen and now Toys R Us is closed. So
2: I won't. Oh, and in your dream, when that happened, you were at Toys R Us. Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, even even grown up, like 20 years old in Toys R Us, just throwing stuff in, getting my I Dragon Ball Z characters, my Power Rangers, everything <laughs> in there.
2: <laughs> I'm probably at uh, that gearhead shop or something. I yeah. tennis shoes and shorts and stuff like that.
1: <laughs> but that'll do for our best and worst. I want to. Now what we're going to do is we'll transition over to LJ and Hannah send us over from beautiful alma colorado they are actually above sea level right now which they'll get they'll tell you in a little bit it, it it's really cool but it also makes breathing a little bit tougher air and, is uh, rare yeah. <laughs> but it's really cool they sent us they they gave us a best and worst uh you'll you'll figure out pretty quick it's hard to come up with the worst when they're on an amazing honeymoon but they talk about their hawaii trip and colorado trip it's really cool so take a listen we're in a beautiful Colorado on our honeymoon, uh, and we
3: thought we'd give you a little update of how we're doing with our best and the worst. Uh, if you hear cars or birds or wind, I don't care. This is my honeymoon, so I'm not going to soundproof a building, but um, we're in a beautiful cabin. So
4: In Alma, Colorado. Yeah,
3: it's uh, mm-hmm. two miles above sea level. Which is yeah. pretty neat, and also we're breathing a lot heavier. Yeah, it's yeah, a, a little feel, rough.
4: <laughs> feel like it was,
3: but um, <laughs> Hannah, what's your best of the week?
4: So my best of the week, we came from Kauai, um, from the first part of our honeymoon, and I think I have two from there. So my first one is uh, we learned a lot about Hawaiian culture and like yeah. and got to we learned a lot of the language, and so we've been like pronouncing everything. I was going like, to say Hawaiian, and that's probably my, one of my best.
3: Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> I fell in love with the Hawaiian language while we were there and yeah. learning a lot. Uh, learning that we totally misuse aloha. It's such a beautiful oh, word that we just use yeah. to say hello and goodbye mm-hmm. to tourists. But uh, it's a really beautiful word. And if you you know, you know, want to know more, that's really easy to look up, but it's just gorgeous. There's just
4: so much culture and pride in their land, and it was yeah. really cool to see that it's and just to feel that. And it's
3: beautiful to read the language, too. Like, it's just fun to, once you've mm-hmm. learned kind of how to read it. You don't know what any of it means, but it's just fun to say. Like, it's powerful, it's soft, it's pleasant, it's it, nice.
4: It sounds badass when you read it correctly. <laughs> it's a lot like the ocean, you know? Yeah. Like,
3: it's really cool. Oh, they've that's nice. They've really kind of nailed their culture and their language. Um, it's true. And I'm glad that they still use it, too. That was exciting to find out. I assumed it yeah. was just like, you know, a few mm-hmm. words get used every now and then. We were right by a church that does services in completely Hawaiian, mm-hmm. which is super cool. It's So, yeah, that's one of mine. Um, so I'm totally with you. What's your other best of the week? Maybe I have the exact same one again.
4: My other best of the week is snorkeling ah. at, uh, Poi Poo beach. Or no, no, no. What's the other beach? Lawai, Lawai beach, not Poi Poo. But that Poipu Poo was, was okay. great. But... Yeah. Poi Poo was great, but we snorkeled together at, um, Lawai beach. And saw like 50 different types of fish, Tons. like different colors. You just look down there and there's like, and I'd never been snorkeling before. Yeah. So that was really cool. And that beach was see. just
3: gorgeous too. It was just a and beautiful place rocky, to hang but out. Yeah, but it was Well, beautiful. yeah, getting out there was a pain. Yeah, you got to either, you're <laughs> either sitting in the water or you're swimming all the way out and for And the sure. sand
4: was everywhere. But yeah, but yeah it was great. Yeah. Um, I That was my favorite. I love getting with nature and I was excited to be, the fish just swam around you like what like is it with you, the they fish? They loved
3: me more than most people, right? I like think that it was your
4: swimsuit. That's You what it, think so? You had, a, you had a black and white striped swimsuit, which looked a lot like the coral and the other fish, and I think they just were like, oh, this guy's cool, because he looks like us. Because I'd look
3: down, and there'd be like 20 like swimming 20. in circles around All me. All I
4: had to do was follow LJ around, <laughs> and I would see fish everywhere. Yeah, that
3: was fun. That was fun. I'd say my best was, uh, we went up to the Waimea Canyon, mm-hmm. and, uh. If you've ever seen Jurassic Park or any movie that was filmed in Kauai, which there are a lot of them look them up, Pan, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, a Hook, hook, yeah. hook, not Pan, hook. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, all sorts of things. But anyway, we were up there and it, it just felt like we were in another world. It felt special. The elevation was really cool. It was like a third of where we are now, but yeah. it's totally different uh, situation. It's just gorgeous. Um, not to take away from the Colorado landscape because it's no. also gorgeous.
4: We got here two days ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, been beautiful. And every
3: time we this whole trip, every time we've seen a place to stop, we stop and take pictures. It's oh, just so gorgeous. I just love beautiful. we we've had the the beauty of the world tour, like the the planet, and it's been great. It's um, been wonderful. Hey Hannah, do you have a worst of the week?
4: Um Yeah, I mean actually our week's been really, really good, but it's um, hard to have
3: a worst with a week like this.
4: Well my I guess my only thing would be the altitude sickness is a real thing. Yeah. And I've been feeling it <laughs> this week the last couple of days. Um, kind of feel like there's an elephant sitting on your chest all the time. Yeah. So, and I already feel like that anyway, Yeah. (laughs) but yeah, but that's, that's not even that bad, Yeah. but that is something like we have, we were renting a little Airbnb and it's two story. And so the bathrooms on one floor and like the hangout areas on the other floor. Yeah. So me, every time I have to pee, I like go down (laughs) to the other, which is
3: every 15 minutes. You should all know. Yeah. Which is
4: (laughs) very often. Um, well, I've been drinking a lot of water, which is good, which is what you're supposed to do for altitude sickness. but, then I, but yeah, but I'd get winded walking up and yeah, down the stairs. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's my worst, but it's still not that bad. Yeah. It's been a wonderful week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's yours? Uh,
3: mine was, uh, and I think you'll agree with me, the flight oh. uh, from Hawaii to Colorado. We did, so we thought we'd save some money and not have to get a hotel for one oh night God. by sleeping in the plane. And so Delta Airlines became our hotel for the night. Oh, that was horrible. Yeah, that was really bad. Uh, the seats were really tight. The, they gave you a pillow, but it was like nothing. Which you know, like I'm not like saying they need to. You know, I didn't pay for first class. I get that. No, um, we are the cattle. But <laughs> but it was like that. But, I just I don't I I don't sleep on moving vehicles very well, and so sleeping on that plane, I wasn't just
4: very comfortable at all. I woke
3: up the next day like a, a whole 24 hours later, still sore from the plane.
4: Yeah, um, we and we had to take an again.
3: entire day. We got into Denver at like. Two o'clock in the afternoon because we lost hours flying west, or flying east, I mean, and uh, and so we got in at like two seventeen, and then that whole day was just wasted. We spent two hours getting to our Airbnb, and then so that whole day was just like
4: the was, one day
3: that we yeah. just totally lost. Yeah. But then we woke up the next morning, felt great, drove around, went and uh, looked at Breckenridge, and mm-hmm. so you know it all worked out pretty well. So yeah,
4: everything's was, yeah everything's been super my chill worst and is relaxed. Not that bad. Well, that's what I say. Yeah, yeah, it's not. I don't think the wor- our worst could be very bad. We've had a very good week, and everything I do, I've I narrowed it down to two best. But I had a lot of a lot of good things happen. Yeah. Like even just when we step off the plane, anywhere we go, we, even on the plane, anywhere we go, we've been meeting yeah. really cool people and talking yeah. to really cool people and doing really cool things. Absolutely.
1: So, yeah. All right. So that was LJ and Hannah up in Alma, Colorado. And so Dad, while we've been you know working, slaving putting the podcast on our backs they're I mean, just they're out geez, there working, mule- we're working
2: snor- like mules I mean <laughs> <and> over here
1: <laughs> and they're out there snorkeling in Hawaii and complaining uh, that the air's a little thin I mean good
2: lord blah 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 blah
1: <laughs> no but I, I I, he's they've been putting some stuff on like Snapchat and sending pictures and, and then listening to that it, it sounds really cool I'm so jealous of them LJ actually texted me I think it was uh, last week, sometime or earlier this week, and he said that we should all do a trip sometime to Hawaii or Colorado, either one. He was like, "It's just so cool, and like, you kind of get away from everything." And I'm super jealous of him.
2: No, yeah, now, but I'm happy, I'm tickled to death. I think they're having a good time.
1: Oh, oh yeah, and it's, it's working
2: out pretty well for me because
1: I'm a big dog guy, and I don't have a dog because the responsibility of of having a dog, I can't like go home when it, or go back to Texarkana whenever I want, or just get up and leave. But I so while they've been on their honeymoon, I've been watching their dog Pocket and it's been so cool. There's I don't I probably should have mentioned my best. There's not a much better feeling than when I get out of my truck and I honk I, I lock in and honks. As I'm getting ready to put the keys in, I hear her Pocket's her collar starts rattling and she's all excited and then I open up the door and she's just pumped to see me. I'm telling you, that's one of the coolest things is when the dog yeah. is just so happy.
2: Well, you know what's perfect about this is you get to give the dog back in a couple of days, right? So it's, it's just, just, yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's just
1: like with like grandkids; they're all they're they're so yeah. they're so awesome because you can give them back when it's time to have a responsibility. And grandkids, be thinking are, about that, which I guess could be coming sometime. Anyway, you, uh, uh, you never know. <laughs> now let's get over to some NBA talk with the free agency getting underway this past weekend and the draft half about a week and a half ago. So if you're not really into the NBA, then you may skip ahead through this. But if you are, then pour you a nice glass of Mort and just let it roll. So let's get into it. we mentioned off the top, Dad, the draft, the NBA draft. What is, what you got? Just give me your biggest takeaway. And it's probably Luka Doncic, but <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you're probably going to talk about that, but but uh as you as you alluded to, we were talking about the draft going up and, you know, when Aiden went first, which was no, you know, no uh surprise there. It seemed he like is, for about a
1: month it seemed like it was a lock that Aiden was going first.
2: And and I I mean, I can you can argue him going first easily. I I don't think they did wrong. I
1: agree with you. First. I think Doncic is the best player, but if you end up With if Aiton is what he looks like, he could be, which is a big guy. Got, I mean, he's a big, strong forward, seven foot. NBA body right now.
2: Yeah, he's got a stroke. If he turns it, you have the best big man
1: in the NBA. Maybe you kind of shift it from someone's got to guard your big man. So I get it. I do get it. But
2: I get that. Go ahead. Now I was a little uh, shocked about Bagley going second. Uh, I mean, I think he's a good player. I think that you could argue that Wendell Carter might have been. I don't know if he would have gone above Bagley, but still, there was an argument of who who might have been better, who, who was better on their um,
1: own team on the at Duke,
2: right, right at Duke. I'm talking about the two Duke, what, forwards, yeah. Um, but but then Doncic, I think you know we were pleasantly surprised to see you know Doncic is available at three, and Dallas works out that trade with Atlanta, and and I actually thought Trey Young uh, going at five is a little too early. Personally. Who, who, who's but, he
1: gonna guard? I just don't I don't in, in today's game, if you remember watching the playoffs, all the all NBA teams are doing right now is they set a pick and they get the matches, matchups they want.
2: Matchups they want. And won. I just don't
1: know, even if it's a point guard, Trey Young is so tiny. I know he'll get bigger. So, but.
2: Here's what gets me though. Trey Young is saying, I'm gonna show you how I can play defense. Uh why didn't you show us last year in college? Because <laughs> it'd have been nice you're in not Oklahoma. <laughs> you're not gonna see a point guard that's any less talented than anybody you s- saw in college i yep. mean they're they're just better now Mr. Young and so if you had trouble playing defense on point guards in the big ten, what do you get to the NB freaking a dude and, just, <laughs> and I like Trey young and I want him I like his game he's fun to watch. I mean, I'm rooting for him, but don't tell me you're going to work on – that's like Michael or Des Bryant going to work on his routes now. What? When he's 30 years old, 10 years into the – like, come on. <laughs> I guess Trey Young Trey Young is about 8 to 10 years ahead of Dez, <laughs> so I'll give him that. But I don't know. I just thought that was funny. I'm going to work – I'm going to show you how good a defensive player I am. Whoa, what the hell have you been doing? I just, so. Yeah,
1: I'm just with you. I just think that – He's so skinny and so small. I just don't know. I, I do. His offense is. Tra- he gets compared to Steph Curry a lot, and I do get the comparison. But can we remember that Steph Curry changed the way NBA is played? Like, those are huge shoes to fill if you're saying he's going to be Steph Curry. I mean, if he's like 50% of Steph Curry, he's, he might even be worth that fifth pick. But
2: he might be. But now, but to be fair, Trae Young's game does look a lot like Steph Curry's did at that point in his yeah. career. And. And I, I mean, Trey Young's got some. His, his ceiling is high. His ceiling is high. So, I thought he, I thought him going at five was uh, a little quick. Uh, and then I, I was looking. So, Bomba went next to Orlando. Wendell Carter, who we discussed to Chicago. Who now Knox, with was Bomba going to
1: Orlando? He, did you see he's wearing number five? So we got a. Uh... Bomba number five, you know, kind of like the the old song. Oh okay. <laughs>
2: God! Seriously, is he yeah. really wearing? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Good for him. <laughs> um, couple of other things though. At towards the end of the first round or middle to end, uh, I saw Michael Porter went to fourteen. He dropped way he down. Probably. He dropped way down. Went to Denver. It was getting then, rumored so that he it,
1: might go second overall to the Kings, and he went up down at yeah. And now 14. he might miss. He might miss the whole year.
2: Yeah, I, not high. Backs are scary. Di that was the redhead guy, right? That was—I thought he was a freshman. Di uh, Vincenzo, Di Vincenzo, Di Did he declare? I didn't know he declared for the I draft. Thought, I thought he was coming
1: back too to Villanova, but I guess he declared and he got drafted. Uh, who, who got 17 him?
2: Seventeen to Milwaukee. Milwaukee got him.
1: I thought I was—I um, was hearing rumors that the Spurs were going to go for him, and I thought, oh wow, that is perfect. He's going to fit so well in with the Spurs. But I mm-hmm. love his game. I think he's awesome.
2: I do too. I think I would like to have seen him play another year uh, in college. But And then lastly, uh, I saw Grayson Allen did sneak in the first round. I mean, at number 21. I guess yeah. it's not a sneak in. To Utah. But, uh, to Utah. Does anyone, so.
1: does anyone seem like – I don't know why, but Grayson Allen just seems like the perfect Utah Jazz player. I don't know his face, just the way he is. I don't know. Probably because he's a white guy, and I'm thinking of Stockton, and I don't know. Grace Allen right. just seems like jazz written all over. It's a perfect fit.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, who was a uh, uh, Gordon Hayward? Yeah, know, I mean, it just that, it know, just know, is perfect. White guy, you're going to Utah. That's <laughs> what's up.
1: But inter- so. so I wanted to get into. Did you have anything else you wanted to point out? For a-
2: no, um, I did want to uh, – uh, that was the draft. I mean, I had uh, a little bit of free agency well, stuff. but I, I want to kind more of – I want to rattle so. back
1: to the draft real quick and just kind of – Sure. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Doncic is the best player in the draft. And I for the Mavs to get who I think is, if not the best, has the potential to be the best player in the draft, I am stoked. I mean, I'm so pumped about it. And they only gave up one first-round pick. I thought they would have to – give up you know empty the cupboards i thought they'd have to give everything up for him but yeah yeah i i get like we mentioned i get phoenix because they have devin booker and they have a ball handler and Doncic is a ball handler so you go get pair devin booker up with a big man it kind of you know i mean this is wishful thinking but maybe you get a devin booker who's a score like a young kobe and a shack like Aiden. i don't know i get the pairing of get a I dominant big with a dominant ball player and then I actually – at first I didn't get the Kings, but I kind of do a little bit if they if they are big into Darren De- Fox, which I know you like De'Aaron Fox back in Kentucky.
2: And we, that's true. You're we right. We
1: missed him a little bit last year because the Kings – I don't know if they ever played a national TV game. But he had a decent rookie year. And if you're into De'Aaron Fox and you're wanting to build on him, if you go get Doncic, both those guys kind of produce with the ball they in need their the hands. Ball they create hand. with the ball yeah. in their hand. And Bagley's a guy – I think Bagley does pair really well with Darren Fox. I mean, they're, they're going to pick and roll. He can slash, he can shoot, he can pop. I mean, it does fit their roster.
2: That is a good point. You're right. It really fits their roster well. I but, agree with
1: you. So, babe. I kind of get them passing up. And Bagley does have a ton of potential. I watch a ton of Duke. I'm a Duke fan. And there was just games where I remember watching Bagley and it seemed like he didn't give it his all. And that just really turns me off in a player. I want you to, even if you're losing, I want you to go 100% all the time, whether it's offense. Bagley just seemed like the guy, he'd kind of, you know, go for a layup and, oh, he rolled his ankle, but as soon as they get the, and he'd stay on the offensive end, as soon as they get the rebound, he's fine, you know. It just seems he's like ready. he wasn't ready yeah. to do the hard, the dirty work. But he's also 18 years old, so, I mean, a lot can change.
2: <laughs> right.
1: But, and then the, and then the Hawks, that's where I thought I agree with you. I don't get it. What do the Hawks have? Why Why would they not? Well, I don't, so here's, what's, here's what they're doing is they – I can't remember his name right now, but he was the guy that came up with uh, – he's the guy that came up with the Warriors, and he's actually the person kind of credited for drafting Draymond Green as their new GM. He's really good at the okay. draft, and it looks like what he's doing in at Atlanta is he's trying to build like a Warriors light. And he went and drafted Trey Young, who is, you know, compared to Steph Curry. Then, Steph Curry. And then they got uh, – Kevin Her, uh, Herter, I can't, I don't know exactly how to spell his name, or how to pronounce his name, but they, he's kind of compared to uh, he's uh, he got they got him at number nineteen, and he's compared a lot to Clay Thompson. He's probably the best catch and shoot player in the draft. And then in the second round, they got or at the last pick of the first round, they got Spellman. You remember Spellman from Villanova? Yeah, yeah. He needs That's, to work yeah. on his body a little bit. Like he looked like he could chisel up a little bit, and probably when he's working out all the time. NBA and playing basketball for a living he'll do that but he's a guy that he was really good because stretch the floor is a big man a little bit like Draymond Green does I get what they're doing and they're just going all in on that Warriors thing and and that's why they went Trey Young but I'm with you I just think you Doncic could be a franchise changing player and he may not be I think his floor is uh like a like a Hito Turgaloo at the Magic and his ceiling is Mm. and his ceiling is a superstar, and I think that's a. If you're Dallas, you you want you're you're willing to trade that for someone with that kind of ceiling, and really that's a pretty solid floor. Like I know Hedo Turkoglu is not going to go into the Hall of Fame, and people aren't going to be talking about him. No, but, he career, but he's a solid, solid player. Ball
2: player, and then I love yeah. the fit.
1: I love the fit of Doncic with Dirk, kind of Dirk being the young guy that came from overseas and kind of to help Doncic get acclimated to the U.S. lifestyle.
2: How does he work with uh, Smith Jr.? I mean, the Smith Jr. I is a ball-in-his-hands kind of guy, right? I love it because
1: Dennis Smith Jr., uh, he kind of reminds me is of – Is he a
2: two? He's a one. No, he's a one. But he
1: reminds he me a of Derek Rose kind of where he's a point guard, but he's kind of a score first as opposed to like okay. a Rondo who's going to create for everybody. And Doncic is really good at creating. And, and kind of like what you watched with the Rockets this past year at – at every uh-huh. point there's going to be no point that you'll watch the Mavericks unless they you know blow out or whatever but at every point there's going to be either Smith or Doncic or both on the floor. So you got a guy that can run the offense and Doncic is a re- he's going to I think his is a uh, three-point shot which is not bad it's like 35% but when he really gets time to he's been playing nonstop. when he gets time to just work on his shot with by the way Dirk who who really by the way, fixed his shot and Dirk yeah. shooting coach who obviously has helped him out so I just think the, the, the pairing's really, really good. And then they also, the Mavs sign, and this will kind of get us into free agency, but the Mavs signed DeAndre Jordan, who... Mm-hmm.
2: That is a done deal, you said, Well, right? it's an
1: agreement. The contract's not signed, okay. but it's, yeah, it's an agreement. It's going to happen. Okay. And so I like, I like the fit because, I mean, you end up with uh, a... You got the Mavericks now of Dennis Smith Jr., they have Wesley Matthews at the two who may or may not get traded. I'm not sure. Doncic probably at the three or Barnes at the three. And you kind of play – I think they're actually going to bring Dirk off the bench. And, cause Dirk, probably. Because you end up with a team that can now – everybody can shoot, and then you end up with the rim protector and DeAndre Jordan. And and that's – Dirk – I don't think Dirk he, – he's now just a guy that really stretches the floor as a four and can rebound a little bit. But, I mean, he's – what? I don't know how old he is. Probably 38. He's
2: His probably best he's days are far least, behind him. Yeah.
1: So I think this works out perfectly but for he, him.
2: He can still give you, I mean, what, 15, 18 good minutes a night? Well, I think that's where you
1: get Dirk's best is you, you, do, you don't ask for him to give you 25, 30. You try to get 15,
2: and there are 15 good minutes instead of 25. Right. Hey, I do want to ask you one thing on the free agency. I know you're going to get into some more basketball uh, perhaps later yeah. with the guest. Um, but Chris Paul, so I see he signed a four-year, 160 million max deal um, is he guaranteed that money? Is he? He is. Yeah. I mean, he's held. How how well, does Chris so Paul... they
1: actually made a concession. So when Chris Paul he demanded his trade from the Clippers and forced his way to the Rockets, there was kind of a wink, wink in that because it kind of was. It didn't behoove Chris Paul money wise. He could wise. have got that. Yeah. Ma- yeah,
2: you're right. So it didn't right. behoove
1: him to do that. And so there was a a wink, wink, shake hands when when I go up on this one year deal, you're going to max me. And so everyone was wondering, and me and you, we've we've talked about this before. But if you're the Rockets, can you really give him the five year, two hundred million dollar max? I mean, that's for a guy that we just saw him. He couldn't finish the the playoffs here. I I love Chris Paul, but he wasn't he wasn't I'm able not, to play yeah. in Game Six and Seven because he got hurt and he got and hurt. That
2: may have been the difference. That was the difference in them winning.
4: Yeah,
1: I, I think, I, think. If, I I don't know for sure if they win, but I put my money on them. If they go into Game, they just need to win one of the two with Chris Paul. They have a good shot.
2: And and what I'm saying is, if they win, whoever comes out of the West wins the title. I, I just I right. do yeah, believe I agree. that. Uh, so so they were that close. So what they did Chris was Paul go.
1: so what they and and they gave him. I don't think Daryl Morey really wanted to give him the max deal. Like he he's a smart guy. He understands a, a point guard who's 33 already has a little bit of injury history. It probably doesn't make mm-hmm. the the smartest thing to give him a max deal. But they I think they made an agreement. That was part of the deal when when Chris Paul said I'll demand a trade and make my way to y'all. And so they didn't give him. They gave him the max, but they didn't do the fifth year. So it kind of was okay. the Rockets said, "Here's your max, but can we not do the fifth? And they came to an agreement, and it worked out. And Chris Paul, I think, I understand him doing it because they, they like we just said, they were if a hamstring away from winning the Western Conference and beating the Warriors. But
2: he's guaranteed that. That's a guaranteed contract. Yeah, the is way that,
1: the NBA works is it's guaranteed. Yeah, they
2: can't cut him in two well, years. Well, they
1: can, but they got to pay him out. I mean, they can buy him out. And okay. it's just like, okay. it's like Melo just uh, opted in at the uh, Thunder and the, the Thunder can buy him out and get him off their roster, but he's going to get his 28 million unless he agrees not to.
2: So, okay. I'm sorry. Melo did opt in with. To $28 Oklahoma million.
1: City. Yeah. to 28 million.
2: And I saw Paul George re-signed for a year. Yeah. No, no. He signed a four-year, four-year max he deal. He did a four-year.
1: And he never even met with LA. I mean, it was just wild that Sam Presti took it was some balls to go trade for him and not knowing if he would sign long term, and and it worked out. He signed long term. It was surprising.
2: Well, I mean, I think that takes him effectively out. I mean, LeBron's not going to Oklahoma City. There's just yeah, I've heard. I've no heard way. people say maybe. There's no way they don't. I, we'll get, I, I, just I want don't to tell you he's not. Real quick, the
1: Thunder. So do you remember? Obviously, you remember they traded James Harden, and the reason they traded him because mm-hmm. as they didn't want to give him the max contract that he wanted, because that would make them pay an extra 45 million in luxury tax and they're a small market team and they didn't want to go deep into the luxury tax. Well now after Melo has opted in for 28 million, they have Durant, I mean they have Russell Westbrook and Paul George now on the books for this year for at least 70 million. And they have Jeremy Grant who they just signed for 10. that's a hundred million with just uh, four guys. Oh, and Steven Adams. So they have Steven Adams and those four. They're above the cap already with just those. And now they'll pay if if they don't cut anybody from here on, they'll have to pay a luxury tax bill of one hundred and thirty million dollars. So four years ago they wouldn't pay forty five, but now they'll pay one hundred and thirty for who they got. Wouldn't you rather have Westbrook, Harden, and Durant? I'd
2: rather have James Harden. Well, yeah, those three. I mean that that would have been what a super team. I think I, mean, I think Sam Presti and team. that
1: ownership learned their lesson, and they were like, "Wow, yeah, we should we should have paid the luxury tax then, and now we're going to pay it for."
2: like they're going to pay an extra what 40 instead of 40 million almost extra so 90 million. Yeah, i mean and i 90 million honestly lesson.
1: i think the best option for them would have been probably paul george leaves and they have to blow it up and trade westbrook and try to because this team even with paul george coming back sorry ryan if you're listening to this because he's a big thunder fan even with paul george coming back i you've got to be happy but they're not beating the warriors are they
2: no. So you're, no. you're and and that, if Ryan. if Ryan wants to put a bet on that, I'll 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 uh, I'll cover so it. So uh, bring it on, Ryan. Actually, that just reminded me. I
1: think me and Ryan had a bet last year for the finals. He said <laughs> I'm gonna have to bring that up at the river this okay. weekend.
2: All right. Sorry about that, Ryan. Okay. So,
1: but that we'll get in and then now I want to get into some more free agency talking. we're gonna get deep into it right now and we got a Kings fan coming on with me. I oh, got Brock joining me right now. So let's kick it over to the interview. Let it right. So now we have our guest joining us. Brock Yates is joining us, and um, it's a good thing we waited till we're recording this now. It's close to eleven on Sunday, and it's a good thing we waited until Sunday night because LeBron has now—he's actually made it official. He signed with the Lakers. Uh, what's your what's your first reaction to LeBron wearing the purple and gold?
0: Uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, initial thoughts are I'm pretty bummed out because I hate the Lakers, <laughs> and LeBron's my favorite player ever. So. Seeing LeBron go there, you know, we've kind of known it was going to be happening for a while, or at least a lot of people assumed. But to kind of see it unfold like that is just a little disappointing. But, you know, LeBron's got a lot of stuff he's trying to do outside of basketball, and I guess that's the place to do it. So,
1: yeah, I mean, all the signs have been pointing to it for a while. Like, you know, the whole apparently Mav Carter met with Magic and Rob Palenka a year ago, and then the next day they traded Russell and Moskov to get rid of those contracts.
0: You know, and then the one, I, the thing I read today was that, you know, at the trade deadline last year when they got Larry Nance and they got Clarkson, that that was just all a big ploy for LeBron to get those bad contracts out of there, get uh, Clarkson's bad contract out of there
1: now that, to kind
0: of clear space for him. If that really was, like, a I, did,
1: I did, like, my, my conspiracy theory went off there, and I did some, yeah. I went down the... The internet and just started Googling stuff and like all the people are like this might have been LeBron's final if you, you know, this Gilbert. isn't even
0: this isn't even the big news that we should be talking about. Well, the Lakers. What's the big news? They just signed Lance Stevenson also. And JaVel McGee. So, and Javel but Le, Lance, LeBron's arch nemesis, Mr. Blow in the Ear Lance. After all <laughs> these years, they're gonna team up in LA together.
1: That is I saw that come like it came what, like thirty minutes after an hour after LeBron news it said Lance Stevenson signed. I was like, Oh my god, you cannot make this. It's so perfect. Up. But, so I wanted to get, with LeBron going to the Lakers, I think, actually, like, I know Cavs fans were distraught back in 2010 when he left for Miami, but he actually yeah. left the Cavs in a worse spot now than he did back then.
0: Yeah, I guess, technically, with the contracts, and he got all of his boys paid and all of that, and they're <laughs> kind of screwed right he now. You Justin
1: Thompson and J.R. Smith that, that yeah,
0: money. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But at the same time, he also got him a championship this time. Yeah. So. I mean, you tried it it all
1: for a championship.
0: Oh, my gosh. If I'm a Cleveland fan, I'm not going to complain about anything for, you know, the next 20, 25 years or so. Well, I mean, when was Um, the last
1: time they got a championship before LeBron? Wasn't it like the 70s or something? Just the the entire city, not just basketball.
0: Plus, they're all Browns fans, so they're used to this, you know. They got a championship. They'll build a statue of LeBron, and they'll move on now. It'll be fine.
1: I just wonder how – because I, I was looking at and you mentioned it, but so with signing these one and ones, they had they basically tried to give up. I mean, at trade deadlines every year, they traded. They don't even have their first round pick next year. They traded that to Atlanta for Kyle Korver, yep. and then they like I said, in a bad they said they took on if Jordan you go bad, If you go
0: through and look at their team and look at their contracts, they're in a real bad spot right now. But um, you know, uh, I guess they got Jeff Green and uh, you know <laughs> Jordan Green. Clarkson and J.R. Smith leading the troops now. So.
1: Yeah, uh, and well, they better just hope Colin Sexton is the truth. They're probably just going to tank it out. go ahead and trade Kevin Love for whatever they can? They should.
0: They should. They should trade Love and try to get as many assets as they can and just kind of move on. Now,
1: you know, looking looking back at it, does do you think uh, Paul George is regretting his decision to stay in OKC a little bit? No, today? I don't. I
0: don't believe for a second that that he was. He was. He was already going to do this if. Uh, whether LeBron was going to do his thing or not, you know, he could have just waited out LeBron and to see what LeBron was going to do. But I think LeBron's known about this for a long time. And yeah. I'm sure he's talked to Paul George about it. And, you know, if everything from what I've read about Paul George is that, you know, he actually does really feel like he left some things on the table in OKC. And apparently him and Westbrook are really tied off the court. And so, um, and plus he got more money for staying in OKC than he would have for yeah. leaving for LA anyway. So
1: I think if, and I've actually seen some more on it now. I was wondering why he would sign a four-year deal with OKC, because the one thing OKC had over LA is they could offer that fifth year for the forty million. But apparently Woj tweeted out. Woj has been just on fire, you know, just dropping bombs left and right.
0: Except he didn't get. He didn't. He did not get the LeBron scoop. Who got I mean, the, Obviously, he's been on it Was it Shams or time. who was it? Some dude named Withers. I saw because I was waiting for the Woj bomb and uh, or Shams to come through, and it was some guy named Withers with uh, with the huh. scoop out of nowhere. Well, he uh he did come through. But to I know what you're saying I know what you're saying about Paul George. If I was, I mean, if I was that good, I'd probably just be signing one and ones the whole time, you know, instead of these four year deals. I was actually surprised LeBron even took the four year deal instead of just doing another one and one.
1: Well, with with Paul George, I kind of get it because he's thirty, so this might be his last big deal. And he, of all people, he knows one play could could change your career. I mean, he, the dude literally broke his leg. A few it was days. nasty. So yeah. I get him, and I, I so I get him kind of going. All right, I'll just take as much as I can get, and then him and Russ just try to figure it out. And I, if you're a Thunder fan, I really don't know how good a news this is because they're now their payroll is astronomical, and well, they're not they're not beating the Warriors, are they? I mean, they're still they're not beating
0: the Warriors, and it's funny that they're willing to go this this much over yeah. the cap now because uh, you know it's been told a million times, but they weren't willing to give James Harden the max back in the day, and it's kind of what ended up breaking up their big three so, yeah, so now hey, they're i guess they're uh making up for their old mistakes but they passed um, up hey, on a
1: big three with three mvps because it was going to make them pay 45 million in luxury tax yeah and now they're paying over 100 million
0: i think they would have going back i think they would have taken on that uh that extra 40 million or whatever yeah. it would have costed hey by the way do you know who rachel Demita is yeah yeah do you know who she's going out with now who's it? andre roberson really are you a roberson or a roberson guy what, well, what side of the I was
1: Robertson, but I, I call I call him Roberson now because I just. Think it doesn't
0: matter. The guy. What doesn't matter what we call him now because he's dating Rachel DeMita. DeMita and, is beautiful,
1: and she hoops. Oh my gosh, I mean.
0: she's been my IG crush for so long, and all of a sudden I see in one of her stories somebody who resembles Andre Roberson for a second, yeah. and I'm like, interesting. I go to his, I go to his latest post, which was a while back actually, yeah, and I go to the comments. Everybody in this comment section, if you go to Andre Roberson's Instagram and just go look at any of his <laughs> pictures now and go to the comment section, and they're all talking about Rachel. And if you go to her page, everybody's just talking about how she can shoot better than her boyfriend now. <laughs>
3: She's has got a And how
0: she can te- – yeah. Um, but out of nowhere, Andre Roberson, uh, you know, I know he had the bad injury last year, but the guy's winning right now.
1: Yeah, dude, just – I mean, if you're in Oklahoma City right now, you're just winning. I mean, you got you Paul George to
0: say. You got small market teams coming up.
1: That is one thing that was interesting is that a small market t- – that's a big win for – the Lakers last year wouldn't offer Paul – they they tried to, like, really shortchange Indiana for Paul George. Yeah. they offered, like, Russell and Moskov or, like, something terrible. And they're yeah. like, he's going to come in free agent either way. And what's his name? Presti made a ballsy move to go ahead and trade for him. And then they just spent like this whole out. year. I hope – I just – now that he's staying at OKC and and they're going to do that little thing instead of going to L.A. with LeBron, I, ho- I hope that Nas concert was really good last night at – at the Russell Westbrook party, but uh,
0: true, true that. What do you
1: think? What do you think happens with Kawhi now?
0: Uh, he's gonna get moved. Um, I know the Spurs don't want to trade him to the to the Lakers, but I think they have the best package they could send that way. Yeah. Um, if I was the Spurs, I'd I would just beg for a combination of Kuzma and Ingram and maybe a sign and trade with uh with Julius Randle. But I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, that's where he wants to go. I, you know, now I see rumors about Philadelphia sending a package and if I was Kawhi, I'd re-sign with, with Philly. That's who I wanted LeBron to go to. I was hoping Philly was going to somehow be able to pull off LeBron and Kawhi. Um, but they now had it looks the ability
1: like, to. I mean,
0: they definitely did. And, uh, apparently, you know, Philly doesn't want to give up, um, uh, Markel Fultz in a trade, but yeah. if they send Fultz and Saric and Covington in a first rounder for Kawhi, that might be pretty hard for, for San Antonio to pass up.
1: That's what I think at the end of the day, like you said, I know I know L.A. doesn't want to trade Kawhi just for anything or to the. They don't want to trade Kawhi to L.A. in general. They want to get him to the East, but yeah, if, if you're L.A., you get the best deal available. I mean, I mean, if you're San Antonio and you're Popovich, yeah. they're going to do whatever best for the team.
0: But you know, Popovich, he also he can he can kind of be an asshole sometimes, and,
1: and he's on Kawhi his way is out, just... probably.
0: And he's on his way out. The poor guy, his his wife just passed away. Yeah. He's probably at a moment in his life right now where he just doesn't really care anymore. And um, if Kawhi is going to do it like this, then he's probably not going to send Kawhi where he wants.
1: You think it's so, just like, screw you. You're going to have to go – which, if you're Kawhi, what, there's not. There's worse things than well, you going to go spend a year in Philly. And you'll probably make it to the finals if you go to Philly. The East is just – I
0: mean if, – If if Boston sends me Jalen Brown and, if, and the, the Kings first rounder next year and maybe a couple other assets – you know, it's not like that's horrible. So, if it's between that and the Lakers package, and I'm San Antonio, I'm probably not going to make another Western team that much better by sending my best player that way. So, um,
4: yeah.
0: yeah, he might do it despite Kawhi a little bit, but also it is a good strategy not to send Kawhi to another
1: Western team. Um, the the only problem with I, I think you're right, and they should trade him uh, east, and they probably will try to. But the problem is, is if Kawhi tells every Eastern team that I'm going to L.A. next year, regardless. It's hard for you to if you're Philly. It's hard. That's probably why they won't throw faults in there. But then again, Paul George said the same thing a year ago, and he said exactly. And you
0: forgot that you forgot that Kawhi Leonard doesn't actually have the possibility of talking. He's um he's some <laughs> sort of alien that apparently just doesn't say words because I don't remember the last time I ever heard anything come out of Kawhi's mouth. And Honestly, yeah, I can't remember the like last this, time
1: he said anything ever. Yeah,
0: you were thinking like the most important decision he's making in his career. He'd probably just come out and say at least a word about it, but um. You know, rumors are that his uncle is kind of controlling his life and doing every telling, kind of that's,
1: Kawhi what to do. That's what made so. no sense to me. Is his whole, or at least his uncle's whole ploy is he wants him to he wants him to go to a market where he can build his brand. And it's not like the Spurs <laughs> have made him be quiet. It's just how I think it's just part it's it's his personality. He just doesn't talk.
0: Yeah, there's and, all these rumors about what Kawhi wants or the reason he wants out. Or you know, the other rumor was that San Antonio. Didn't give him, you know, I guess the, the results he wanted on one, on his injury. So he was looking for a doctor that would, I honestly think Kawhi is just a 25, 26 year old dude who doesn't really want to live in San Antonio and he probably wants to go to LA. Uh, He's from San Diego. That's where his family lives. And if I was quiet, I'd probably just come out and say San Antonio is really boring, and I'm 25. Yeah, just be now.
1: legitimate. Just be be honest. And I just
0: want to go live on the beach and play for the Lakers. And if LeBron's there, that's great. That's if if he said that, I'd have a lot more respect for him than just stand quiet and let on letting all these reporters talk for him.
1: Yeah, because I just don't. The, the whole shoe thing makes no sense in building your brand. Because you look at like Paul George as one of the top selling shoes, and he's been in Indiana and Oklahoma City. If you if you're exactly. in the NBA especially San Antonio is a team that everybody like, like, respects. Just just be honest with us and go, I really just want to go live on the West Coast in L.A. and yeah. play for the Lakers, who I've always loved. And be
0: close to my family.
1: Yeah. I've been in San
0: Antonio. Um, San Antonio is a fine place. But uh, <laughs> if it was between that and L.A. and I have as much money as Kawhi, I'm probably going to want to go live in L.A. So,
1: so – I want to get real quick, uh, we, did, we didn't record last week after uh, the NBA draft, and me and my dad kind of talked a little today. As as fans, right. we were pretty stoked about, <laughs> about Landon Doncic, and you are a longtime Kings fan, correct?
0: Guilty. Guilty. So,
1: it's probably been tough ever since uh, Robert Ori hit for the, the shot fan, back for the, in the day. For the
0: for the nba fans out there there's a team in sacramento they're called the kings i don't know if you ever heard of them but uh, they're so, out there
1: so what were your thoughts about the uh, about what the kings did in the draft and and passing up on donchers to get bagley what would you think? oh man
0: well this one was really hard for me because as a kings <laughs> fan you know i've i've gone through about everything you can um negative wise for uh, for a fan base and right. you know we ended up getting the six i think tied for the sixth worst worst record in the nba this year and we ended up in the lottery getting the second pick in the NBA draft, which is the highest pick the Kings have ever had since I've been alive. So this is a huge moment, and it just so happened to fall in a year where there are two bona fide can't pass up prospects right. with Aiden from Arizona and Luca, you know, overseas. And, you know, growing up, watching Vladi and Peja for the Kings mm-hmm. and Turkaloo, and you kinda, now we have Vladi running our organization, Everybody, everything was kind of leaning towards Luca being ob- the obvious pick at number yeah. two, because Aiden's from Arizona, he went to school in Arizona, and he's probably going to get p- picked by Phoenix, you know? So I watched more YouTube videos. Of, <laughs> you watched all uh, the Euroleague? I, I mean, just hours. I mean, I, I was, I went back, I re-watched uh, uh, Real Madrid played OKC, they played the Thunder about two years ago, an exhibition game, and I wanted to watch how Luca did against Kevin Durant and Westbrook. Um, I went back and watched the, his national team against Serbia because we had picked Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah. And, you know, I, I pretty much watched everything there is to watch on this guy. I've read everything there is to read, read on him. And then, you know, a couple of weeks leading up to the draft, you start hearing that the Kings are interested in Marvin Bagley. And I'm just praying smoke smokescreens.
1: As and, a Kings fan, you're like, don't do this to me oh, again. Yeah, we finally got boxing,
0: lucky. Like, we're going to screw this up. There's, Of course we are. So, you know, fast forward to the draft, um, Aiden was picked first. Everybody kind of knew that was coming. And then all reports were Bagley is going to go to the Kings. And even to the very last second, I just, I was hoping that we're all just smoke screens. But, you know, when Adam Silver said Marvin Bagley, I just kind (laughs) of thought to myself, oh, great. You know, I I thought this guy was not going to be good. He can't play defense. He can't shoot. He can't pass. He's pretty much just an athletic guy who can dunk the ball and rebound. Well, I think
3: you're being a little, I mean, you're going pretty hard on him. True.
0: I'm being a little hard on him. But in my head, imagine having like a crush on a girl for like so long. And then all of a sudden, she dates not only one of your friends, but the whole city of Dallas. And all your friends are (laughs) Dallas Mavericks fans. And they're all going to date this girl that you've had a crush on and been into for so long. And and you you really had a shot with her. And
1: you really had a shot with her. And instead, you decided to go with Marvin. Not only did I have a shot
0: with her. It would have been beneficial for her because the second pick's going to have more money than, than the Mavericks were when they got her. But, yeah, anyways, um, I was bummed out. I was even more bummed out when the Mavericks got him because, like I said, it's not just another team got him. It's the team that a lot of my friends in the area that I live in, yep. they're all going to get to root for this guy. And I think he's going to be amazing. Um, I think he's already going to be the, probably one of the best passers in the NBA in just his first couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to have a lot of growing pains. He's when guys are that good of passers. He's a flashy passer. He's going to have a, a lot of really ugly turnovers. But um, what I what I like most about him is that unlike a lot of kind of European prospects, the guy's not soft. He's not afraid of the moment. Um, the dude wants the ball in his hands. And when you watch him, he really does have some James Harden in him, a lot of Brandon Roy in mm-hmm. him. And the dude is 6'8", and can pretty much do everything, And plus his mom. Have you seen a picture of his mom?
1: Uh-uh. Oh, I did see Iguodala oh my, tweet about his mom on oh draft night. Oh my gosh, night.
0: she is fine. Yeah, and is already trying to slide, slide yeah, in. So. He's
1: already trying to slide in the DMs on draft night. But I just don't understand, on all these NBA teams, it seemed like it's a consensus that the star, the the player in this draft that can really be a bona fide star is, was Doncic, and his, his floor. I mentioned this to my dad on the pod either before or after this, but his floor is like a a Hito Turgule, which is a I mean a, a good career. And, yeah. And he and but he has a ceiling of maybe being a, a, like a superstar, like one of the best in the league. And in today's game, uh, there's nothing more important than a wing. A guy who's six eight can play the three four, or even the two. And yep. He, and you're gonna pass up two big guys, go ahead of him. It just doesn't make it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I yeah. get Aiden a little bit. I do because he he might, be be cha- he might be the guy that he might be the guy that kind of changes the paradigm and him and Embiid showing that there. Needs but like to be you a said, center.
0: I think I think is a good comp. I think Turkleu is the floor, even though Turkleu was doing PEDs um, like crazy back in the day yeah. during the Magic run. But I mean Turkleu right there. <laughs> I mean they went to the finals and he was their second best player. And you know I could see Luka being that guy. Um, I think he I think he fits in well there. I did see that they got DeAndre. I think it's funny all these Mavericks fans are probably about to forgive everything that DeAndre Jordan did. Not it too is long funny. Ago.
1: It is funny. You uh, you mentioned the 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 girl comparison with Luca. DeAndre Jordan's like the girl that we were we were we were dating. We were all but dating, and then right at the last oh, second yeah. she got back with her ex. And then now that her and her ex didn't work out and she got a divorce, she hit us back up, and of course we just we let her come right back <laughs> in. We've been with listening open to Mar- Yeah, we've been listening to Marvin's Room ever since, and now. Now she hollered back at us. Not only
0: that, you gave you gave her a one year deal for twenty four million.
1: Which actually it does. It behooves the Mavericks to do that because they don't have their pick. They traded the, it, and they want to be open in, in players in the free agency next year. So I get it. Well, that
0: means that means your girl's gonna leave you again next year.
1: Well, I think if if I had, I wouldn't want to go long term with DeAndre. I mean, he is what he is. He's thirty years old. He's just an athletic rim rim sure. protector and dunk, but. I like I like the Mavericks going. I I don't think Rick Carlisle could have handled another year of tanking. He probably would have had a heart attack. And plus, I'd rather if you're going to have two young guys like Dennis Smith Jr. and and Luca, let's not let's not tank. Let's at least even if it is 45 wins and we lose in the first round.
0: Yeah, I think Mavericks I think Mavericks fans are going to be happy. Um, I think the guy's going to be a stud. I don't think he's going to win Rookie of the Year or anything. Actually, I think my guy uh, I think could hit. Bargla's going yeah year.
1: Bagley's going to put up stats. If nothing else, he's going to go. 20 he's going to put up 10. stats.
0: Yeah, we're gonna win twenty games next year, and he'll go through the year, and you know, <laughs> and then the Celtics. I guess will pick, be the...
1: pick three with y'all's pick, and
0: right, yeah, it's gonna uh, be so break. depressing. Yep, so depressing. Uh, the,
1: there needs to be there needs to be some kind of shift in, in the way they do the playoffs, right? I mean, all the best players besides what Kyrie, Giannis, and maybe Embiid, all the best players are in the West, and all the best teams are in the West. It just seems I, it needs to go one to sixteen. I feel like. Before
0: before we discuss this, um, you brought up Giannis. I since we are all happy for the Mavericks fans and you guys getting Luca, um, I did just hear a story not too long ago that everybody in the Mavericks organization was ready to pick Giannis Except and Mark for one Cuban person, came in at the very yeah. last second and denied it. And, so are you just um, are you
1: just you're saying us Mav fans are a little too happy right now? You just had to throw
0: No, I I just had to bring you guys down a little bit. Just you know, you're feeling good about yourself and I wanted to remind all the Mavericks fans that you guys
1: could have had Giannis right now. Yeah, I, but, I I've actually I read I read something that everybody that they had the pick ready to submit for Giannis and then last second Mark Cuban's like, No 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 no. I don't I don't want I don't want Giannis. He's unproven. I haven't seen enough film. And Yeah.
0: But we got Doncic. So you. Know,
1: so I, you guys
0: got Doncic. Hey also um you know as a uh Sadden Kings fan since I rubbed that in your face, the Kings not only could have had Steph Curry um, when we took Tyree Evans, but we also could have had Kawhi Leonard or Klay Thompson when we took Jimmer Fredette. And that one really hurts bad. Because Jimmer's playing in China right now. There's a Kawhi, lot of
1: Kings things that you could, that it's just wounds yeah. that are still open, but that one is a tough one. There's probably no worse though than David Kahn for the Timberwolves passing up on Steph Curry. Not once, but twice for two different point guards that are no oh, longer man. on the team. That's you tough. know what? That's I, tough.
0: I thought Johnny Flynn was going to be really good. I really did. I was on the Johnny <laughs> Flynn bandwagon. I was like, "That guy is going to be really good." He I did like him in a Syracuse, Kings, but man, oh, that's why I'm not a GM, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, we all make. They're all. We all make bad. Anyways,
0: about about what you're saying about the the playoffs seating, you wanna you wanna one to sixteen? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, I think it's the only logical thing because now we're gonna have the three best teams in the NBA. Maybe uh, the the Celtics are probably still in there, but you have one of the the Lakers. Rockets and Warriors aren't even going to make it to the conference finals, so it just seems that seems odd that that that's the way it'll play out.
0: Yeah, it does seem a little odd. Um, Bill Simmons has a uh, has an idea of a all entertaining or an all entertainment uh, tournament that basically you take all Inter- the what is teams. it the
1: entertaining fun as hell tournament?
0: Inter- yeah, fun as hell, entertaining league or tournament, something like that. But anyways, yeah, yeah he pretty much takes all the teams that are not going to be in the playoffs including what would be the eight seeds uh and they pretty much play in a tournament for the two winners to come out of that so it kind of represent the two eight seeds on both sides i don't i don't mind that idea instead of i don't really want 82 games in a regular season i think if we can get it closer to 70 and having some sort of mini tournament at the end of the year as like a play-in yeah to the playoffs would be interesting
1: well me and um, me and my dad had floated around the idea and i've I, we've workshopped it through different it's not us coming up with it. I've read different things on Reddit and different, uh, probably some people on the ringer, but similar to that tournament, except for you get all the teams that didn't make the playoffs and you play for the lottery. Instead of doing an NBA lottery, you have them all play and the winner of the tournament gets the first pick in the draft. So it makes it to where as a Kings, as an org, the Kings organization, you never just try to bottom out. You always try to be the best team every single year.
0: It's interesting, but at the same time, say i have the fifth or sixth best team in the west and i don't feel great about my chances in the playoffs you know you're gonna see teams that are pretty good tank to try to get in that tournament to try to that was because then you are you're if if you have the fifth best record in the west you're gonna win that tournament and then you're gonna just do it you're gonna lose on purpose so you can be able to be in that tournament so you can actually play for that number one spot and then
1: and then the teams but, that really need the help never get that first pick I, I, that was our one, our one flaw was the the six seven seeds, just go instead of getting to the playoffs and getting bounced by the Rockets or Warriors in the first round. Let me go get in this. You tournament.
0: know, with all that, with all of this being said, nothing really matters because Kevin Durant kind of ruined the NBA, and the Warriors are just going to win it again next year. Yeah, yet?
1: even with all this, all this stuff happening, at, I thought the only way maybe Durant or the Warriors don't win it again this year is if the Sixers could pull off the the Paul George Kawhi and, Kawhi. and LeBron. Yeah, yeah, or either one actually, but yeah, the LeBron Kawhi is the one I really liked, and I was, I want to see what LeBron does, and maybe we will sit with Lonzo Ball, but I kind of want to see how he plays with the point guard who's not just a shooting point guard, because LeBron has his three point shots gotten better every year. I wonder if he plays a little more off the ball, or, or, or if they just trade Lonzo for for Kawhi. I'd be interested to see how he plays with that, but one. I, you know, we talked I, about. I think,
0: I, think if Kawhi, I think if Kawhi gets there, I think they have a pretty good shot um, against the Warriors. Because LeBron, with the team that he just had, all these role players on the Lakers right now, now are better than all those guys on the Cavs, maybe besides yeah. Kevin Love. I'm re- really impressed by Kuzma. I think Kuzma is going to be really good. Um, Ingram, you know, has all the potential in the world. And if they're able to maybe only get rid of one or two of those guys and get Kawhi on board. Then I think they're going to be right there with Golden State and Houston in the in the standings, and they might have a shot. Um, I know Golden State obviously is the best team on paper, and it seems like they're unbeatable. But every run eventually comes to an end, and those guys are eventually just going to get tired.
1: I mean, they were uh, the Rockets were uh, hamstring away from beating them this past year. I think if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, they probably beat them. But
0: they definitely beat them.
1: The I just the only um, I think you're right. Uh, I want to see what the, what the Lakers can do as far as who they have to trade for Kawhi. If they do have to trade, can they keep a combination of either if they can keep Ingram somehow, that would be fantastic, but I don't see any way they keep Ingram. That's the thing they have to ship, but yeah, he's just what he's playing. What's what's around him is 10 times better now. And they actually have the uh, freedom to, if they don't get Kawhi in a trade, they'll have cap space. They can kind of figure stuff out next summer. And there's going to be someone that comes to play with LeBron. I mean, you're going to LA LeBron. I mean, there's going to be a star that goes and plays with them. It yeah. makes sense. They already got one, Lance Stevenson. <laughs> That's true. That and, was their big haul. They already got they, they got, already got
0: and they got JaVale.
1: Man, I just hate it. So, we've talked JaVale about some and Lance Stevenson. Some things that fan well, you I can't really compare with uh the Mavs, but some fa- things that as a fan you've had to go through. I hate Lakers oh, yeah, fans. you guys
0: you guys just Won a championship 10 years ago, the Mavericks fans. I feel so bad
1: for you guys. <laughs> the, uh, no, but my point is I hate – I've heard, I've seen a bunch of tweets about Lakers fans like, oh, we went through the dark times for this. We went through – they went through oh like four gosh. years I, I of a little things. bit of dark times. And now they've had seven – up like these are all guys now that have worn a Laker jersey. LeBron, Magic, Kareem, Wilt, Kobe, Jerry West, Shaq. They've all worn a Laker jersey. The Lakers went yeah. through three years or four years of purgatory, and now they have – ton of young studs and lebron freaking james i don't want to hear any shit about it's not
0: fair it's not fair
1: it's just annoying and then i did see something i thought you might find are you a uh always sunny fan
0: of course huge fan
1: there's uh i was on reddit and apparently someone i don't know who did this but it is just fantastic but it's lebron has been dentist systeming the calves his whole career and here's how they laid it out oh yeah they laid it all out so he demonstrated value by playing amazing basketball since his first game in the nba then he engaged them physically by spending his first seven years playing with them and taking them to their first finals (laughs) then he nurtured their dependence by assembling a team that depended on him to be successful just look at how the same team was that won 60 plus games in 09 after he left they were the first they were a lottery team then he neglected them emotionally with the decision Inspired hope by coming back and winning their first championship, and now all that's left is to separate entirely, i.e. And go to the Lakers. Just did. That's perfect. I don't know who did, it, did it, but it. it's it, no, it, just, awesome. it was great. For an Always Sunny fan, it just it killed me.
0: You know what I thought today? Uh, that? that was pretty interesting was that um, uh, our boy Luke Walton and LeBron were taking the same draft, and I... now that'll be his coach.
1: I just saw – I wasn't sure if that was true or not. I saw it on Twitter by, like, a random account, and I was like, I need to look that up. But that is nuts that they were both taken in the 0-3 draft nuts. class. Another little interesting tidbit on LeBron's contract. So, he finally – this is the longest contract he signed in, since the, the decision. And yeah. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this contract runs up if he takes his player option after the fourth year. It'll end where he's a free agent the same year old Bronny Jr. could enter the league if they change the high school rules. And he's long talked about oh, playing in the, the league. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's he's going, he's going to the same team. I don't know where it'll be. I don't think LeBron does. That's why he's like, I'll just be a free agent and I don't care. At that point, he's kind of, he's not going to be washed. But yeah, there we go. For for poor Sacramento fans, you know the can King,
0: By then, we're going to have, yeah, we're taking, of course, we're taking Bronny Jr. with our first pick. And then King James is going to come to Sacramento.
1: It just makes sense. King I like James, that. come to the Kings. You know, yeah, I like that. I like where we're going with this.
0: That's also. Another fun tidbit: His first game in the NBA was against Sacramento Kings, so it should be where he ends for Also, you know, makes
1: and, sense to me. And King James, wow! I think I think we figured something out here. Uh, last thing before I let you go: Do, do you keep up with uh, soccer at all?
3: I
0: uh, like the World Cup
1: a uh, little bit, but mainly just uh, I saw a tweet by a uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Zlatan, you know? Yeah and oh, of he's been great ever since he got to la he's been just his tweets are hilarious his press conferences are great and he fired out a tweet today after the lebron decision and he said it was a picture of him and a picture of lebron in a laker jersey and it said now la has a god and a king Latin welcomes <laughs> at king james
0: that's amazing not only is he a um, god
1: but he, he refers himself in third person too i just I do love you ever check out
0: do you ever check out the espn uh body issue
1: I haven't seen the new one that just came out, but I have. I usually. But you know
0: what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. For those of you out there that don't know, the ESPN every year does a body issue where they pretty much have a photo shoot of athletes or previous athletes who pose completely nude, but it's all very tasteful. <laughs> nothing's really shown. um And it's pretty much just them in different poses of whatever sport they play. Is it tasteful? So I the, don't know if
1: it's always tasteful, but it doesn't ever it's, show. Anything. Oh, is it isn't.
0: Okay, they're not just flopping around, is what yeah, I'm true. saying. Okay, like, they're yeah. not just spread eagle. It's tasteful, all right? <laughs> it's art. <laughs> Anyways, our boy Zlatan, was, uh, he was one of the members of the newest edition. And the dude has crazy tattoos. His whole back is like a damn lion. Really? Man, and his whole ass is tatted. Like, <laughs> complete ass-covering tattoos. Like, the most painful-looking tattoos I've ever seen in my life.
1: I wonder if he was doing that all for hopes line. to get on the in, on the, the body issue. Because that's never going to be – well, I guess there's probably many people that have seen him naked, many women. I was about to say, he more does, more than we could probably imagine. He does very well in that department. <laughs> yeah. But I think that – oh, real quick, another uh, – Skip Bayless was on, on fire today after the LeBron news. And, the, and My favorite tweet of his today was, if DeMarcus Cousins and Kawhi Leonard do join LeBron in L.A., you have a volatile – tech-prone center and an injury-prone quick-to-quit Leonard and a LeBron who melted down in the 2011 finals and again in the last finals before <laughs> overtime of game one. That's a lot of mental weakness on that roster. <laughs> you just can't make up what Skip Bayless does. Just, okay,
0: real quick. Do you think um, do you think he's serious with all of this stuff or do you think it's just a character that he's made up now that he has to stick with forever?
1: I think he was somewhat serious like back in... When LeBron went to the Heat and he got, what kind of when first take blew up was him and Stephen A. kind of just bashing LeBron, right? And he realized I can make an entire career over just bashing LeBron. And now the stuff is so out there. I think it. There's no way it's all it's all real. I think he just is coming up with the best thing. He, he can just make knows
0: of. it annoys people. You he know, purposely the- he
1: purposely just like how many people can I get to comment back on my tweets just saying F you, F you, F you over and over again.
0: Right. When I when I started watching him in uh, in Stephen A on First Take, it was probably around 2011 2012, Same. and his thing was he hated LeBron, thought LeBron was soft, but his biggest defender was Tim Tebow playing quarterback. Yeah. And I always just thought about how how do you think LeBron's a bad basketball player or soft when you're that passionate about thinking that Tim Tebow's an amazing quarterback? And that's kind of where it all started for me. I was like, "This guy is a clown. Like, surely this is all just fake, and he doesn't really believe that." But I'll be damned; he's persistent. And to this day, after everything LeBron's done, he, uh, he's, still he's still doing on it. Him I mean, soft, even till today. So
1: that's, I mean, that's know. that's what he he made his career on. And I remember those exact days watching first take, and it was Tebow is great, and LeBron is is a quitter and trash. And ever since Skip Bayless has stuck to his guns, and I'm telling you what. He's loyal. he's loyal to his takes. Even if they do suck, he's loyal to him. All right, thanks to Brock Yates for that interview. All right, pops. so let's uh, transition over to the part of the podcast where we just talk nonsense. So a lot of times iTunes tries to make... I know you've mentioned before how annoying iTunes can be on your, on your, yes. uh, on your laptop or on your computer. Yes. And a lot of times yes. they try to make... iPhone and iTunes try to make things more convenient for you. And all Mm -hmm. it does is it just makes things 10 times more annoying. So what I'm referring to is when you get, I don't know if you remember or if you've noticed this, but like sometimes you'll get an update on like, they'll come out with a new iOS Mm -hmm. 11.011, whatever it is. And your phone will give you a notification that says there's a new update available. Would you like to install it? And you say, "It, it only tells me that I swear to God, it only tells me that there's a new update and that I can install it when I'm like busy, when I'm at work, and I need to be using my phone for calls. and I don't have 20 minutes to set my phone down and plug it up and let it go. So, right. but it gives you that thing. It says, uh, you can say like install later. And then when you press install later, it says enter your passcode and we will install it between two and four th- tonight mm-hmm. when you're plugged up to the charger. So I say, okay, let's do it. Then never does it actually do it. The next day it'll pop up again when I need my phone. It'll pop up, hey, there's a new version of iOS. Would you like to do it? I'm like, no. And it says, do you want to install later? And it just keeps going. It always tells me it'll do it between two and four if my phone's plugged up to a charger. And my phone is always plugged up to a charger between two and four. So I don't know why it never does it, but it, it only reminds me every time that I'm busy and need my phone.
2: I got a question. What time do you, what time are you, at two to four a.m., where are you usually? Usually, well, I'm usually at
1: work, but I plug okay. my phone up okay. on the Okay, charger.
2: okay, okay, okay. But it is for okay. Well, that's what I was wondering if you, because I want to tell you mine mine works when I do that. It so maybe I'm no, the only. Well,
1: I was wondering. My, my question was, am I the only one?
2: Because it seems I think like you're the only one.
1: <laughs> and I know so. my current work schedule does throw this off, and maybe I am. Maybe my phone's not on the charger between two and four. But I remember before it seemed like it never it never would do it. It seemed like it never would, and I just don't understand. It pisses me off. And then another thing iTunes does is it tries to bring up it wants to bring up iTunes every time I plug my phone into my, I charge my phone on my computer sometimes because if I'm going to be on my computer, it's just convenient to have my phone right here and I can plug it up and I have it with me. But every time you plug your phone up to your computer, it tries to pull up iTunes. And I don't know why, but that's just the most frustrating thing in the world to me.
2: There's a setting you can hit that makes it not pull that up. I tried to find it earlier today. I
1: couldn't find it. And technology just got the best of me and I quit (laughs) but that's my little okay. my little apple spill for the most part i mean i'm sitting here on my macbook and my iphone and i mean <laughs> i'm apple everything but just there's a few things that they do that just irks me all right that is pocket giving me the cue that she's tired of hearing me rant about first world problems and what my iphone does to bother me so speaking of itunes <laughs> let's move on to what we're listening to so as always, we hit a what we're listening to, and we've done a lot of. I, I know me and you personally, since last time we were on, we've done a lot of listening because we've been on a, a 10 hour road trip through the rain and yep. and different stuff. So I'll just, and then we had to fill some time with some other podcasts. So I'm going to go ahead and start off. I have two what we're listening to. One is what we listen to on the road trip, and we listen to a ton of John Mayer. Specifically, the album I want to shout out is, I listened to it again today, but John Mayer Trio. That thing jams every time. And if you're a Luthringer, you know when Gravity from John Mayer Trio comes on, you can't skip it. You can't skip Gravity.
2: gravity. It's just... Just Show me where the light is, baby.
1: (laughs) That album with with, uh, Steve Jordan and Pino Palladino, I mean, they are just jamming. That... It's one of my favorite listens to this day. I think if I were to you always you like the question of if you get put on an island and you have three albums mm-hmm. to pick, that's in my that's in my I don't know what else is in it. Probably Third Eye Blind's album, but Okay. Those are definitely in there. I love both of those. Hey,
2: hard to argue against that. That is uh it is a great album. Three musicians make an incredible music. I mean it's Very it's
1: good stuff. So in general, on our road trip we did a lot of we did a lot of John Mayer listening to. But what what do you have for uh, uh, what we're listening to? And I'll come back with the third one here in a sec.
2: All right. Well, I'm going to kind of throw something out. It's not music this time, although we did listen to a lot of music. No doubt. A little shout out to some Third Eye Blind, John Mayer. Uh, we kind of did a lot of our covers or versus originals that we're going to get yeah. around to at some point in time soon. Um, but I have become somewhat of a podcast fan. and. I listened to a podcast by Malcolm Gladwell. Some of you may know Malcolm Gladwell. He's an economist, author uh, from the university. He went to the University of Toronto, is now living in New York City. Uh, a cool dude. He, I mean, just a... But he's a cool dude. If you haven't read The Tipping Point or some of his books, you you really should. Uh, but he has got a podcast series called Revisionist History. And what he does is he goes back and visits events that occurred in our past and tells you maybe what they mean in light of of how we've reacted to those events. Well, one of these, uh, it was called Free Brian Williams, and you may remember Brian Williams was the anchorman for, I think it was ABC, but maybe it was NBC. Uh, He was a very nice-looking, personable guy. I actually really enjoyed uh, him. I was kind of into him or Tom Brokaw at the time, and I think he was a little younger than Tom Brokaw. But he was the one that was in a a helicopter convoy in the Middle East somewhere, and he told the story, and each time, it got better, and his role in the story became more involved to where by the end of it, he was in the chopper that took fire, that went down in a field, blah, 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 when in fact, he was in a uh, a, an aircraft 30 minutes behind the chopper that took fire. And what Gladwell, I want you to, I don't want to completely ruin it, but what he's basically telling you through data and, and uh, statistics is that your memory is not a good indicator of what the truth is. And you almost should not be even held accountable for yeah. it. And you, very quickly, one thing they do they call they, they call these flashbulb events and a flashbulb event would be like 911 when the when the uh, the two planes 9 yeah 9 uh, the, 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 when the planes hit the World Trade Center and if you ask every you know people like uh, six seven questions where were you who were you with what time of day was it blah 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 what did you do what did you do immediately after? It's one of those events they where you know me, exactly where you were when you saw it, it. exactly. And so, it, what they did is they asked people these series of questions the day after 9 11 occurred. They came back a year later and asked these people the same questions and found that upwards of 40 to 50% of the answers changed. They came and asked them these same questions three years later and more answers had changed. They asked these same questions 10 years later and up to 60% of the answers. And there's no incentive for these people to lie. It's just. Exactly. In fact, some of these people would say things like they would give handwritten accounts of what they did, and they would show it to these people, and they'd go, well, that's my handwriting, but I don't know why I wrote that because that's not the way it happened. <laughs> Crazy stuff. And so I would urge all of you to go out and, and look up Malcolm Gladwell. I know I'm running long on this, and I'm sorry, uh, but look up Malcolm Gladwell, Revisionist History, uh, specifically the, uh, uh, the, uh, sec- the session, the, uh, the podcast entitled Free Brian Williams. Look that up. It's uh, it's excellent listening. Uh, it opens your mind up to something that I certainly had not thought of before, uh, and will change the way I think. I think from now on. So that's cool. An amazing amazing listen. I, I Tammy and I listened to it. I'd listened to it on the way to the river, and I suggested that Tammy listened to it on the way back, and I think she felt uh, as enlightened. Uh, As I was. So anyway, sorry I went long, Kev. I mean, uh, that's definitely super
1: interesting. And I want to, as you clearly, if you've made it this far in the podcast, you realize that we didn't have LJ with us. And I want to bring this up with LJ. I just think this is a really cool subject, and it's something that really kind of makes you think. And I want to see.
2: It's like a question. I'd love to bounce this off LJ.
1: Well, and I kind of, for whatever reason. I kind of put Chuck Klosterman and Gladwell similar. Just they both are really, I, really good at stimulating your brain and making you think.
2: Intellectual stimulation, yes. So, which is always good. So that was a little intellectual foreplay. <laughs> now don't listen to the pod, and you will get the stimulation. And I would suggest Kevin, you and LJ do that, and let's let's discuss that in a future pod.
1: We will that that that'll come. That will definitely come because you've got me very intrigued with it. Uh, so i want to now i mentioned what we listened to on the road trip a little bit but i want to mention now what i listened to actually earlier today and i don't want to i think i kind of be i will kind of be stepping on your toes just a little bit because you mentioned that you'd probably listen to this soon but i needed something to listen to while i was working out and i put on lenny kravitz best hits man (laughs) I didn't realize how much. I mean, I've heard. I knew his big ones, you know, "Fly Away" and "American Woman," but just put it on. He just jams. Just press play.
2: He is so. It good. reminds it yeah, reminds me very... of
1: mom. I think mom used to have like the best of Lenny Kravitz CD and used to jam it, and it, all the stuff just rocked. It was so good, and so.
2: Well, I mean, he's a soulful, but he rocks too. Uh, he's very. One cool. song,
1: I think it was. I think it was this one. Uh, it ain't over till it's over. Or or mm-hmm. maybe it was are you going to go my way? I'm not sure which one it was, but he says like a line in there where he says, "I'm old enough to see behind me, but I'm young enough to feel my soul." And I was like, "Whoa, okay, Lenny, dropping dropping some bombs on me."
2: He just hmm, I don't remember that specific line, but I, it doesn't surprise. He just me. I, just in general, the the dude
1: jams. It was some good music.
2: There is a YouTube segment. I will try to look it up. But where he's, you know, he's like a New Orleans guy or something like that. And he's just walking around in New Orleans and comes across a a school. Have you seen Uh -uh. this? It's a school band. And they're like out by Jackson Square in New Orleans or whatever. And they're playing a Lenny Kravitz song. And he just walks by? There's an electric guitar. He walks by and and he's like, oh my God, that's my song. He picks up the electric guitar and just jams with the, the high school band. I will look that up and try it, to put that in the show. It is one of the coolest things. We'll get ever.
1: that in the show notes that I, I'm I'm dying to see it now. So when you send me that link, cause that's cool. But yeah, like you said, you're the one that, I mean, I already knew it jam, but you told me, I think it was like last week you said word for word was I'm going to Lenny Kravitz may be my, what we're listening to eventually, because I need to listen to some good Very Lenny same, Kravitz. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, well, let me give yeah. Lenny Kravitz a try then. So I just put on his this is Lenny Kravitz on Spotify and man, just let it go. And he's actually got a new album coming out just soon.
2: let it go. Hey, the, and I've heard the new song. And the, Low. the, the first song on it's legit. Uh, what's it Low. called? Yeah, it's yeah, pretty. Yeah, it's, it's a good yeah. song.
1: So I think that will wrap us up for this week. Uh, you heard a little bit of LJ and Hannah while they're just living in paradise in Hawaii and, and Colorado. But uh, we can't wait to have them both back. I hope they've had a great time. We can't wait to have them back next week. We'll get back on our normal schedule. Uh, be on the lookout. There could be a... Uh, a little bonus little snippet come out this week of just uh some after after we've let the marinate the the loss marinate a little bit from the from the college world series you might hear some hog fans talk about it but uh it's been a fun week dad i'm I'm glad you came on with me thank you uh brock for jumping in and talking some free agency yep i tell you speaking of free agency the busiest man on the planet adrian warzanowski he's been dropping woes bombs left and right i mean it's nuts Alrighty, that will do it for this week's episode. We missed being on last week, but uh, we're glad to be back. LJ will be back with our normal show next week once they are done. He and Hannah will be done snoozing and boozing over in Colorado and Hawaii. And uh, as always, you can find us at JPP Pod on Twitter or on Facebook at Just Press Play Pod. And uh, you know what to do, just keep hitting that button, man. Thanks, guys.